Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 15th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing good. I just, uh, I love hitting that middle of the month recording, the 15th, you know, things. I feel centered. I was wondering. The first and the 15th this month. What a, what a month. What a fantastic turn of events here. I was, as I said it, I wonder if he's going to make some, take some odd delight in it being right at the 15th. Though August has 31 days, so it's kind of not precisely at the halfway well, point. that's why we tried to get this as close to noon on, on the 15th as possible. That's true. It's been a while <laughs> since I talked to you. We, we had, you know, all sorts of travel sort of disruptions, but we got, we got a podcast from the car, two cars out last Wednesday. Friday, we feel like we were pushing our luck, but it worked. Came together all right. You doing all right? We're back more more sort of set up uh, locations now at this point. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing? How was your weekend? I'm good. It was great. It was a fantastic weekend. It's actually like cool here, which is nuts for August in DC. Like the high today is 68. We can do weather talk here at the start of the podcast. Everybody likes when they talk about their weather. Uh, but yeah, we were in Philadelphia last week. It was whatever, like 97 and humid. And you were like, so this is basically like what you deal with, but worse. And it was like, yeah, yeah. Like May, you know, you turn the AC on and you never open the windows till like mid-September. But we had like a little burst here in mid-August where I got the windows up and it's great. I'm, I'm very happy about it. That's How are you? Good. You have a good weekend? Yeah, I had, uh, I had a first of two second birthday parties. So, so multiple uh, birthday party. Multiple, you know, maybe we'll do as person. many birthday parties for as years old as possible this was my uh my in-laws side of the you know josie turned two, my daughter and uh and uh next uh on, on thursday we got josie turns two officially and uh and birthday so you know this is a, this is a birthday podcast so we should probably break down the birthday party you know all the all the uh cousins running around you know lots of uh just just lots of swings and emotion from from all the uh young attendees well, that will continue. My firstborn daughter has the same birthday as your daughter, the 18th, right? 18th, on, on yeah. Thursday. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out how to spend less than $1,000 for that party. And, and there will be lots of swings of emotion there with a bunch of whatever it is, six-year-old <laughs> girls as they fight and yell at each other or say it's boring. So that you only have that to look forward to as, as it progresses. Um, all right. Let's get on with it. Perhaps we can lean on Will Zalatoris to help underwrite and pay for that birthday party. Because he won $2.7 million yesterday at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. His first PGA Tour victory. Uh, I did note, I guess on the broadcast, they said it's his first playoff. I missed that part, but someone alerted us to it. So, as if Southern Hills never happened. Um, uh, but I guess, you know, playoff, a, a PGA Tour playoff and a playoffs playoff is a, a different kind of cauldron than the PGA Yeah, he was at Torrey Pines playoff, too. I know. I, I guess they just misspoke there. I don't know. But uh, really cool finish after um, 
There's a lot of people out early bemoaning the leaderboard, and, and there was, but these things tend to more often than not, I would say four out of five times, and we're not here to pump up the PGA Tour, do kind of come together okay, even when it looks grim at times. Occasionally you have one that just keeps going, and Matt Jones wins the Honda Classic, and you're like, wow, I don't know what happened. I have nothing to say about this, but uh, I think when you have a bad leaderboard, that it does usually tend to tend to sort itself out. Bad, I put that in air quotes. I, I know people are sensitive about that. Uh, what'd you make of the finish? Uh, well, you know, JJ Spawn acquitted himself early in the day, and uh, you know, true. but I I think the the finish was great. I you know, Zell Torres, he's been long needing this win. I, I don't think need is really the right thing. Like, I don't think uh, this makes me think of Will Zalatoris any differently sure. with how he played this year in major championships. I mean, the way I think the big thing, too, is how much he improved from last year is a great player on the PGA Tour. And he's a, a, you know, substantially better player this year in terms of he added distance. He's, his putting's gotten better. Um, you know, they, I liked how they went into like, you know, all the details of like how he has to grip the, the putter at the E to, to have maximum control. It's like, you know, all these, like a lot, then some players just get up and hit putts. It's just like a natural right. thing. So obviously, right. you know, the putter will, I, you know, right now it looks like it, it is shored up, but I think with Will Zaltoris, the, the question will always be around that. It is never, ever going to be about him getting the ball from tee to green. He is one of the best, if not the best player in the world at doing that. So we are not ever going to have that discussion. It is always going to center around the putter, especially, you know, the, the ball's going in, but the stroke doesn't look great still. Um, you know, the results are there though. So like that's always going to be the question, and I think, you know, from from this standpoint, I, you know, I'm gonna be really, cu- I'm curious to watch how the winds roll in. I think he's always going to be a top ten machine because of the way he hits the ball. He's going to make a ton of money um, in his career, but the question is going to be, wh- how, does he win at a pro- prolific rate? Obviously, this is a great golf course for him because it is extremely demanding tee to green just like a major championship. Like this is not a surprise they won here because this is a place that like requires a lot of mid irons. You saw it on like the 18th hole is a great example. Like you have to hit two really, really good golf shots there. Um, But you know, so I think like, you know, specific courses, I don't think he's going to go out and win like a, a TPC sod farm birdie fest, but I think he went, he's going to excel whenever the golf course is in this type of uh, situation where it's taxing T to green and he can make, you know, he, he can separate himself more and more from T to green, like at a major. And if, if you're looking long-term at the playoffs, you got to like him at East Lake because that's a type of golf course with that Bermuda rough, like long kind of punishing where, you know, you're in that kind of, I, who knows what this, newfangled scoring system but usually i think like it's like six six to 12 under is is probably a pretty good score if i if i could go back remember back to before they don't go nuts yeah they don't go nuts and and that's a good spot for him so if you're looking at like handicapping the playoffs i would really like him in terms of of that uh it was it was uh, the tour needed it sort of after 
first slow three days. They needed, I guess, if you want to call it a name brand winner, um, some drama at the finish. The playoff was certainly that uh, with the septic tank. And he did, uh, you know, he did make the putts. And I, I understand like a lot of them, a lot of people say the scarier parts are like the three footers, right? The four, you get like a little yeah. Lexi thing going on there. Um, and it, so he hit a 10 footer. I think it was on 18 regulation. He does the, what are they going to say now? Which apparently is an homage to Stephen Curry, which as you know, whatever Cavs fan, I hate to see. Um, the Cal, but, Cal club, you know, Cal club roots and you know, cat uh, yeah. 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 I'd love to see, you know, shout out to the Cal club. Um, uh, just the sort of, you know, humble beginnings of the Cal club. Um, but yeah, that was a cool moment, right? It's a highlight. It's some personality. It's some pop. Uh, Is that breaking through? I mean, like they, I did, I thought they did an awesome job on the telecast showing that putt, uh, right after of the country club and him missing. I thought that was like a great cut in for the replay and then showing him making it this time. Like. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, that's that's the thing about golf, right? Like those moments, those near misses, like matter. Like they they build character, and and usually the next time you're in that situation, great players like prevail. I that, that's it, that was a cool. It was a great job by by NBC putting that in there. I've noticed uh, he does like the well his extra lawn putter. I was looking at photos last night. Um, remember when he missed? Like honestly, one of the photos of the year for me when he missed that country club on the edge and he like goes to his knees and the putter's like kind of balancing on his back. He did sort of the same thing yesterday. It's like just it's like the inches, like the agony of the ecstasy. It's like almost the same pose, same photo. One's a victory, one's obviously this heartbreaking loss. I'm not suggesting the magnitude of the you know, championships is comparable yet. You know, the playoffs will one day be there, I'm sure. Um but it but it, it was sort exist. of how close how close he's been and obviously this one there's 10 footer on 18 like it was about 15 footer which he needed to quote unquote like save right with the septic tank hitting into the water putting the screws to him and the playoff then then just stuffing it for the par save um and then he had he had you know the the par three got a lot of attention this was a really fun finish. It was. I, I'm not suggesting the FedEx Cup is saved from this, and that TPC Inatec is now. Two things can course, be true, but it, it was could be exciting. Great, it could be a great finish, and it, the FedEx, the FedEx Cup playoffs could still stink. It was well, a great tournament. The, the circus like circumstances, right? You had the ball against the collar on the stone after you know then then Sep just dunks one right after him. And you have this debate. Obviously, like I would have loved to seen him hit it. I think that should have just been it. You know, just ricochets off the collar back in or whatever. I, I'm not saying I wanted him to lose, but it would have been an all-time. I'm not saying Vandeveld-esque moment, but it, it would have added some drama and added to the circus. But he went back to the to the. I think it was the drop zone and hit a wedge and hit the seven footer, got up and down, quote unquote, for uh, for a bogey. So. Sep Sep played pretty good too, coming down this like played oh, a good back yeah. nine. I I just it was fun. I was I was with uh, my my uncle is a big golf <laughs> fan. He's always asking me about picks and stuff. It's funny. And then he yeah. was like, he was really into it. The birthday parties, this mid birthday party. I watched the replay this morning. Um, but mid birthday party, you know, he's he's asking me for updates, and I, I go, it looks like the septic tank is gonna, and he goes septic tank. 
And I go, oh, that's what I call Subtraka. And he goes, oh. By the end of the birthday party, he's like, tough tough break for the septic tank. He just had adopted the septic tank. I had the exact same circumstance here. We had friends over for dinner. And one of them went to Wake Forest. And he was all Willie Zalatoris and all this. And I was like, oh, you know, he's got to worry about the septic tank. And the guy was just like, what? And then by like an hour later, we had the we were watching the whole thing. He goes, oh, the septic tank's not going away. It's just like, yeah. Do people really call him that? I was like, well, some people like me and my co-host. I don't know if anybody else. Like he, by the end, he's like, is that really what he's known as? I'm like, no, not really. I mean, among some people. But yeah, I had the same issue. Um, Those I will say that, that second playoff hole was wild, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's everybody's going to focus in on the third because those are the deciding hole. But the second, the fact that both those guys made pars from where they were, extraordinary pars. Right. And, uh, you know, Sep, Sep, uh, God, he was close to winning it in regulation. That, I kind of thought that putt was going down that he hit. Um, Yeah. He played great. I, uh, I mean, it, how about how about septic tank? You know, with this slew of miscut. Yeah, this is the thing. I it's been awful. I saw Fairly, people. The septic tank need to be pumped out after a summer of just. <laughs> I mean, he's he's yeah, not been anywhere since but like May. I saw people were complaining that he's up to eighth, and it's like, well, like you you got to have one or the other. The guy won, you know, so he's going to be in the playoffs, right? Right, he won an event. And like he was thirty fifth, he had like a good year outside of the slew of miscuts, <laughs> you know, outside of the tank getting filled up to the need in the drain. He needed the end of the regular season to drain the tank. You know? <laughs> it was, but but anyways, like this this is kind of what the playoffs. If you have a great performance and you deserve to be there, the key is deserve. When you know if. If this is like the Heath Slocum making it on the number and then all of a sudden being up at the top, that's a problem. But if you yeah. if you deserve to be there, like you you know, Straka deserved to be in the playoffs based off his year. Yeah. He definitely. had a great performance. He should be near the top of the playoffs. Like it should start over. He should just be second. If you like if you want this to be a true playoff, then he would be second. In the FedEx Cup playoffs, but it's not because guys like you know, I don't know, Ricky Fowler are in the playoffs. Well, Ricky's now out. Ricky fell out. He he he's like he Webb Simpson. I don't know. We've lost a few people, I suppose, for the BMW. But um, yeah, absolutely. I will say Septic Tank. You know, maybe not a nickname that's catching on. <laughs> I do like. You know, very simple, not profound. It seems like Willie Z is now how he's what he's known as. A good, a good, solid nickname. It's not very creative, but I'm into Willie Z, and I really, really love that. Like, I, I really like him. I, I know that's not uh, also not a great insight, but he seems just game, little bit of personality popping, and, and his game is it does a lot of speaking for him. You know, in terms of personality, I really, really, really like Zalatoris. Uh, have for this year but just coming out of this as sort of a a, i don't know breakthrough moment i don't know if that's the word to call it but a breakthrough win for sure he's he's just a really fascinating i think potentially superstarish kind of person talent 
you know? I think I think the thing that he has is he has just the right amount of cockiness. Like yeah. he's a very like you know, when he's interviewed, he's very gracious. He's very well like he he's like speaks well. He's he like you know, dude. he has like yeah, he has some humbleness to everything. He's got a good sense of humor. Like you remember back to when he kind of burst onto the scene and people were comparing him to Happy Gilmore's caddy and he yeah. embraced it. He did not like get mad about it. Like he made jokes about it. He's got like a, a self-deprecation, but when you watch him play, when you when you listen to him closely in press conferences, he has like a little quiet, like, fuck you, I know I'm really good. Yeah. Um, Azinger was like, in on that too, and like <laughs> the way the mannerisms, how he moves, yeah, are are very much like that too. Like he he moves really like he just moves so confidently around a golf course. Um, and yeah, I I mean, he's I've got been, a glide. Uh, yeah. He's got a glide. I love the way he just puts his glove in his back pocket and glides. Like he's got a, he's got a little bit of it factor mm-hmm. for me at least. So. Yeah, exactly. Like there are ways that certain athletes move. Yeah, and he's got that swagger. What is yeah. it? What is, what were you gonna say about Azinger? Oh, he was just in on the Zalatoris. Like I know I'm good stuff. He's like this. This guy knows he's the best wedge player. Like there's nobody else I want with a wedge in his hand. Like he gotta go. He's gotta <laughs> go back to that drive. Like he was like into Zalatoris. And I, you know, of course they have to pump up the whole playoff nature of it. And I, <laughs> They signed on at like one o'clock or noon, whatever it was, and they were just trying to hammer this um, Lee Hodges storyline <laughs> into into like into our brains because they got nobody's out there yet, and just pump, like talking came about up the just short playoffs, the pressure, and oh, this is this is the postseason, you know. And they got like the first, you know, the, it's not Hicks, I forget who it was, but maybe Steve Sands. It's just like. I know they got to do that, but uh, a, a lot of that playoff pressure stuff was, was coming out. It was fine. It was. It, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm happy for the PGA Tour, but I'm happy for golf fans that we got not a dud. You know, the, the one thing I said to my uh, my uncle, he was asking. He's like, you know, he was asking questions about Straka, and I was like, listen, you know, I said, you know, Bob. Seth Straka wins this. This is worst case scenario for the PGA Tour in the playoffs. And he's like, what do you mean? I go, like, they got this existential threat. Yeah, Will Zalatoris or Sep Straka. Sep wins their first playoff event. That's that's a disaster. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, oh man, I didn't even think of, that would be bad. That'd be a bad, bad thing, Sep Straka going off. But but like let's Sep Straka's he's a decent player, even though he's wearing squares. squares. I love that. How about the UGA? There's a lot of UGA talk, the great golf program, the Ox. Sure. Do you like his nickname from the players, the Ox? That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's a big boy. I like something. He's a burly big. boy. I'm partial to that, but, you know, they can go with Ox there, but he'll be septic tank here. Uh, all right, I think that does it. We'll talk about Cam Smith here in a second. But first, Cam could have used his rule book. You know what? He maybe he needed to sign up for the USGA. Maybe he's off to live. That's right. Who knows? But he could have used his rule book on Saturday and Sunday. Do you know what you get he your rule US- book? <laughs> Do you know how you get Go your rule U- book? USGA.org slash SGS. Join the S join the uh, USGA. Become a member. So USGA.org slash SGS. Um 
I, I, I probably should know. What is it? Like 25 bucks? 20 yeah, bucks? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Who knows? We should, I think, we should probably I think have that information. A, but when I was I a kid, know. I think it was 20. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe inflation. Who knows? You know, uh, but, but USGA, you know, obviously committed to showcasing the game's best with uh, their championships. We watched that this past week at the U.S. Women's Am. We'll watch it this week at the USAM at Ridgewood. We have a, I'll tell you what, the proprietor and creator of Gold Boy T-shirt is in the US Amateur. Now, who can, I mean, that's kind of amazing. We should thank the USGA for that. Cross he's, sort of. He's one under right now. Andrew Van Lasso. The guy you, who created that great Gold Boy T-shirt for you is playing the US Amateur. Uh, that's hosted by the USGA. Obviously, support from the members help them to uh, continue to provide those a slew of championships outside the U.S. Open, the U.S. Women's Open. Uh, and you can join there by going to usga.org slash SGS. I think you get a rule book. Cam Smith could have used that. Probably get a uh, hat. You get a hat, too. Yeah, hat, golf journal, all these things. A little perks, and, and your money's going to something. All right. Um, Cam Smith, this felt like a David Stern Call it in. We don't. This this game. You know, we're not letting these guys get knocked out, or we want these guys out of the playoffs. We can't have a Bucks versus whatever. You know, Kings final. You know, early two thousands. We need Lakers Knicks. We got to get this guy out of there. Two shot penalty for Cam Smith. It was by letter of the law a penalty. I love the conspiracy theories. I love that it created this drama with Cam Smith in contention. And reportedly on halfway out the door to live, uh, being pretty squirrely and not answering questions about it. No commenting. I guess he's saying what he's got to say. But it was a penalty. His ball was very clearly on the line. I don't understand why it wasn't assessed or talked about or addressed. And there's a rules official right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really bizarre timeline for it. But I think who knows? it really raised some issues with the betting thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there are so many issues that the tour has with betting. And apparently their their counterpart Liv has some issues too with the betting world. Won't Doesn't, even respond to the, yeah. the certification people to say <laughs> so, but, that their competitions have integrity or whatever it is. But the thing about this is like I mean, you know, you could be- bemoan the NFL's PI, per- pass interference penalties and what is and what isn't, especially when they went through like the replayable stuff. And like, <laughs> did they get it right? Did they get it wrong? When the game's over, it's over. You know, when, when the play, when we move on to the next play, it's over. And the reality of the situation is if you're on television, if you're being broadcasted, which means that you are relevant in a tournament you're actually held to a higher standard right now on the pga tour than if you're not if you're just you know and and listen like i think they got the ruling right but the 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 manner in which it was delivered it's just not good for golf like it's not good on the on the long term the bigger scale of like people thinking golf is like a real sport there being like integrity in the betting markets because the betting lines didn't get adjusted because of this, you know, it just like quickly. Yeah. And it was just like an absurd situation with this where he get he's getting assessed a penalty the next day. And the reality is if this had happened the Sunday, the final round, 
and he had won or he'd finished fourth. And there are all these top five, like the, nothing would have happened. They wouldn't have assessed this penalty after the tournament was over, which is just silly. If the round's over, you know, and I, I kind of like him at a point where it's like, if the hole's over with this, like you got to move on. I mean, this is, I was, I was in a Nebraska clubhouse and they had little league world series on. And the Little League World Series has instant replay reviews now, which I thought was the <laughs> most ridiculous. absurd thing that I saw all week. It was like they were like, "Oh, there's like a close play at first, and they went to replay." And I'm like, "Wait, Little League World Series has replay reviews, and this is absurd too." Like going, I listen. He broke the rules. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just saying the manner in which this was handled was really bad. Really, really bad because you there has to be like some sort of limitation on when the ruling comes in. So should they just like say you're sitting there Sunday morning, you just let it go, you let him play where he's at with the, the number he's at. Don't well, him. like how did how did this come about? That's what I there, don't get. Is there was that- an official that administered the ruling. Right. It was so clearly sitting on the line. So we should say he hit it in the hazard, didn't take proper relief because wherever his ball, like where is he? He dropped his new ball. Yeah. Ended up back in the the hazard on the line. You can't drop a ball and have it be end up back in the hazard and play it. Now, is that silly? Is that like, I mean, is that it's a dumb, dumb, like in the he didn't get any advantage from it. It Like, why couldn't he play a ball from the hazard? Why? It's a stupid rule. A, like I don't. I've never understood why you have to take full relief from the hazard. Why you can't play from the hazard? Like that's to me utterly idiotic. Like, what if I want to play from a hazard? I should be able to play from a hazard. You know. Well, when you get your USJ rule book, you can cross that one out and make your own Uh setup. Well, but then you know, just have it. I'm not like. I'm not saying Cam Smith shouldn't have been penalized. I'm saying he shouldn't have been penalized moments before the final round. Yeah. Yeah, that was the start of, of sort of a, a bad day for Cameron Smith. He shot 70, uh, dropped six spots in the, oh, man. on the leaderboard. One spot tough, in the, in the tough FedEx him, Cup. You know, he's going to have to <laughs> real persevere and come back from third in the FedEx he's Cup standings. down to three behind Del Torres Good news is, if he plays well next week, he'll be, you know, it's it just... Should be I mean, in whatever twentieth or what, whatever. It's amazing how quickly the tour went from precipice of like disaster, worst case scenario. I mean, worse than Sep might be Cam Smith, right? Worse than Sep would have been Cam Smith winning, being number one in the FedEx Cup, maybe winning the FedEx Cup. Who knows? Maybe maybe it's Cameron Young. Maybe this uh, who's seems it's conflicting reports. Cameron Young is a rumored name for sure. What, what do you think recently. about Liv attacking the Cameron zone? Well, you got they're trying to break up one of the most solid co- cohorts on the PGA Tour. <laughs> and they're trying to splinter it, break it up. I've, I've heard I've heard rumors of another Cameron going potentially. Champ? Which Cameron? Cam Davis? Cameron Percy? Who knows? There's so many to choose from. Cam Davis was low cam, by the way. He, he beat Cam Smith by the end of it. Um, yeah, so Cameron Young has been a rumored name for sure in the last, I don't know, week. And then we I'm kind of bummed 
that this is no longer like a, I, I'm kind of bummed that this never happened. But with the splintering of the tour, I don't think you'd ever be able to do it again. But a funny thing would have been like a, a little like small <coughs> social video with all the Camerons talking about, do you think your name helped you ascend to the top tour in, in professional golf? And just just like I think you could have gotten you could have had some fun with that. Um, like you know, when do you go Cam versus Cameron? Like, yeah. do you, like what, what's the line of demarcation there? Like, there um, just was, you know, especially this year as as Cameron Smith ascended to the top ranks of the, you know, the idea is dead now since you know it, it seems like yeah. there might be a few Camerons leaving, but uh, but I, I that was something that I now lament that never happened was some some fun around of around the Cameron zone. Well, Cam Smith is down to three. Uh, appropriate penalty. The betting thing seems to be the most actual. Aside from the conspiracy theory shouting, the actual substantive, underlying substantive issue is with how that fiddles with the whole betting market, right? I mean, just totally changed the nature of the leaderboard right before they tee off after bets have been placed. So, um, all right, moving on. (coughs) Event of the week was U.S. Women's Amateur. Saki Baba. Dominant closes it out eleven and nine. Doesn't even make the turn on the second uh, afternoon. Eighteen uh, closes out Monet Chun from Canada. Chambers Bay in prime time. I think it was appropriately your event of the week on Wednesday, uh, and it, it you know wasn't very compelling in terms of of closeness or drama. But Saki Baba, I think I'm always a little hesitant. I think she's the second Japanese player to win this um i'm always a little hesitant with amateur events to say like this is a star this is a stud uh, a lot of people were saying that after her dominant uh performance i i don't know i don't know that i go that far i just don't know if you have a hot week or you had the right draw um she was incredibly impressive though it wasn't just like she got an easy draw she was made an insane amount of birdies and it was never close and she does seem to have quite a bit of potential. Uh, I, now, does that mean she's the next, you know, whatever, Jin Ko or Nelly Korda? Who knows? Yeah, it was a, a dominant performance. And I think, uh, you know, it, it, it's always hard to glean. And obviously, this is this is what every match play detractor of, like, moving, say, the FedEx Cup to match play will say, well, you could just get a complete dud on Sunday. And it was, I mean, it was just a dominant performance. And it, obviously you don't get the, the you know, drama of a close match. But, you know, at the same time, I always say this is with like match play events, the best days for viewing are always the yeah. l- rounds leading in, the round of eight, the round of 16. And I think like Chambers Bay quit itself quite well. You know, I think they were they were uh, outside of Saki Baba. Um, the other thing that was you know a big win was just the 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 play on word potential that was uh, with Baba and Monet. You know, no, either way this final went. You know, they were you know you were going to be able to go with like Monet's masterpiece. I saw yeah. on the USGA website they went Baba Bowie. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's their headline. Oh, the email was. Uh, <laughs> Baba socks it to Chun. That was the, the email release to the head subject line from the USGA. So you had options there. Socks yeah, it, you also socks had it to Chun. You could have done something with Saki, you know, like Saki yeah. bomb. Oh you know? yeah, there's all. You know, there's stuff. all. That was like a huge win. Was all the all the different that for headline writers, it was just a it was a no a no lose situation. 
As That's someone top. who edited the Fried Egg newsletter with Garrett Morrison's writing from, he was at Chambers Bay. Uh, we had one of those placeholders in there, and I cut, I cut it. I just said <laughs> I, I put in a normal headline. I actually was like, nope, I, uh, and I, I cut it and changed it. But yeah, Baba socks it to him, and they, they did Baba Booey. Come on, they did not. It's right that. on the home no. website. Yeah. Yeah, let me just let you go refresh what hey, it is. Become a USGA member it so they can, Baba, they can pay better headline writers. Join Baba the USGA. Baba Bowie, te- teen sensation wins the USAM, uh, US oh, Women's really? AM at Chambers. No. <laughs> yeah, I talked to Garrett. He's like, you can change it. Just don't do anything that's Baba Bowie. Do not put those. Like, oh, I'm, I'm good. We literally talked about this last night. Uh um all right <laughs> the, chambers uh, bay is that going to get another usga championship probably is it who knows the US well, open? The US we won't see it forever for 2032 or whatever is the next open date i believe so. i don't think i think that one's kind of booked silently no, I, I honestly haven't even looked at the list okay I, right, if i had if me. i had to get if i had to guess that one's already spoken for you know that just okay. hasn't been announced yet okay you know, it, it, this whole pre-booking it's thing, uh, we talked about it after sucks. the U.S. Open. It just, it's terrible. But you know what? We're going to Pebble <laughs> and Piners. We're going to two two resorts, <laughs> for-profit resorts. Here we go. A million times go. in the next, next 20 years. We're just going every, you know, and like this is not, again, this is not, this is not a complaint about Pebble and Piners. The quality being, of the venue. Being, of course, yeah regular u.s open u.s women's open hosts this is a complaint about maybe we don't need them every five years maybe we don't need to go to these resorts that that are just so eager to host these things because guess what it's a week-long commercial that they get paid to host you know it's the greatest marketing in the world this was a great week of marketing for chambers bay yeah which you know, it's a community that like built county this golf owned. course. Yeah, it's county owned. It's actually like way more kind of fulfilling. And you feel like this, hey, you know, this isn't a giant, you know, this is a county that's operating a world-class golf course in, in Washington and attempted to bring championship golf to the Pacific Northwest, which does not get it. Oh, don't, don't just besmirch the Boeing Classic down the road this week at the Champions <laughs> Tour. Um, that was what the only it? time I ever got in trouble on TV. It was when they uh, I said Pacific Northwest didn't have championship golf tour called in. All right. Um, as far as 36-hole matches go, Chambers has to be up there for not the easiest. Grueling. Ones. I'm not going to suggest it's, you know, you're going to war here, but it was it's there aren't many that are probably a ton harder than that. That's a lot. And it only went 27. So like, and this is it. the thing. It's like Chambers Bay is not a golf course without any flaws. Like I think, I think this is like what happens is like people are like, Oh, it's like, there are some serious issues out there. There are issues for spectators. Remember all the, all yeah. the rolled ankles that week they had it. There that, are- was my, that was one of my lasting memories of there is they find like after the whole week of people slipping on the fescue that's matted down. I was there at the trophy ceremony. I watched Tom O'Toole, then the whatever CEO present, just fall right on his ass and just slide down the hill to go present the trophy <laughs> to, D, uh, to speed. Like that was that was like the fitting way after everybody had fallen <laughs> all week. Tom O'Toole, the head honcho of the USGA, eats it going down into the 18th grade. 
But anyways, yeah, there are other issues. But I mean, I think those are overruled by having championship golf in Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I think that, like, the issues like, all right, it's not a great spectating course. It's not the perfect playing venue. There are some flaws with it. But like from a television sense, primetime golf, spectacular visuals. And like, really, it's not going to rain, like very predictable weather firm and fast and and lots of like different shot options and like i don't know it, i feel like the two the usga got in such trouble for going about her venues with like chambers aaron and hills. aaron hills yeah. but like you do have to build history like that's part of the thing is that if you don't have any new venues in there then nobody's getting that history. Nobody's getting to build the history and become, when you look at it a hundred years from now, if you start having regular tournaments at, at a couple new venues, and I'm not saying that they both should be in there, but like, it's important if you're a national championship to have a tournament in a large section of the country. I mean, think about kids in Reno Growing up, oh, knowing that no tournament's ever going to come to the Pacific Northwest, the national championship doesn't come to their home Pacific Northwest. Maybe they can go to that Edgewood Tahoe course or whatever, <laughs> where they do the American Century. But, Maybe the USGA can. I don't but know. all jokes aside, this uh, <laughs> Pacific Northwest deserves to have national championships. As, and as, it's just such a shame that based off of one one week and they they awarded this tournament to to the the USGA is more to blame about the the issues with Chambers Bay than Chambers, Chambers. Bay is sure. because they awarded this tournament to a course that had like they it was in its infancy and this is like kind of the lesson the lesson isn't we shouldn't go to new courses the lesson is we need to let new courses like be alive for a couple years before we go to them. We need to test US, them out. They had yeah. a US Am there. And, and it, I think that was it. It was still young, very young. Very and young the thing the about it up. is like there was very clearly like, hey, you're getting the US open. We're having this USAM and and we're gonna host it there and then we're gonna announce it. Like this is the thing why I say like I'm fairly certain 2032 is already selected. They just haven't announced it for whatever reason, you know? Um and like this is a you know the knee jerk reaction oh we can't go back there it's like no you can go back there and, and this is the thing history needs to be built and you can't oh. now just swing into we aren't going to host championships at modern courses Let because me... fifty years from now Mike Wan loves to talk about I want to preserve this game for fifty <laughs> years and a hundred years my, I want my 50 you know years, my fifty years <laughs> fifty years after the fifty years yeah that's, 50, that's yeah a regular so, talking point. This is legitimately building history, and now there's no place. There's zero places on the calendar for this thing. There's no, you can't. What What are we doing? As someone who prays to the content gods, let me just tell you, Chambers Bay has a lot of history for me already. That was one of the most fun U.S. Opens. And look, I know it wasn't necessarily like it lost some integrity with the green. I was looking at gifts last night of Billy Boy doing his little snake thing where he's on the ground. Like there are so many, I have so many fun memories already associated with that place. Like that was a great week. And I know there were Jason Day started rolling around on the ground. (laughs) That, that was a, 
awesome week of just Luke. entertainment and content and an and ending and Fox being a total disaster. Like that was one of the best majors. Gary player. Oh, it was incredible. <laughs> Never ending stuff. Uh, you know, speed daring Mike Davis to make it a par four, you know, 18, a par four again versus tiger topped five. a ball there. Tiger was a mess. He topped it into the chamber's basement. I think it's the bunker. They call it, you know, he, yeah, that was an, I have a ton of history with that event. I know there's, that's, it's one event, but, uh, and some of it's not for the purest of reasons, but I, I would love to get back there for something. All right. That does it. Congrats to Saki Baba on her U.S. Women's Am. Elsewhere, winners, we, Miguel Angel Jimenez won down the road at the Boeing Classic. Don't All right. Mention moving much on. More about that. Let's ISPS. get to the Corn Ferry Tour. ISPS handout. Oh, I just got to add this. Stark. Maja Stark won five wins. I had to double check that. I saw it in the newsletter. I was like, ah, I know she's won. Five wins. Crushing it <clears throat> uh, since she turned pro about a year ago. Um, she won the women's portion. That was in Northern Ireland. Ewan Ferguson wins the men's portion uh, uh, on the European Tour, or DP World Tour. Uh, and then at the KFT... Pinnacle Bank in Omaha. The 25 who entered are the 25 who got their cards. Not a ton of uh, drama in that regard. Well, I mean, still some... we got to call out Michael Kim, who's through the ringer of like in the doldrums of golf last year. Like can't couldn't make a cut one, you know, sure. uh, and then basically after he won, went into like probably the worst, you know, th- you're talking about one of the great you know, he had a, one of the great amateur careers at Cal, you know, and he, you went into the doldrums of, of despair of, of golf for a couple of years sure. and, you know, goes down to the corn ferry tour and he's right on, he's the bubble boy. He's 25 going into the week, you know, to go out after all the things that he's gone through, you know, with, with his missing cuts and everything to shoot a final round 64 and just like, Make sure, you know, to ensure that you keep your card or get a card. It's just unbelievable golf, high pressure, like great final round. He finished T fifth, moved up to 19th, 25 to 19. So there was movement <clears throat> within the 25, but no, no new players jumped in. Last guy out was Brandon Harkins, who had a putt on 17. That was like a revolution shot uh, short of a birdie that I think they thought would have been the difference, but he's 26 guy. Anders Albertson uh, is 25th. Kevin Roy, that was a big social moment, like really cool. So I, I'd, I'd encourage you to look up. Kevin Are we Roy. sure it's Roy or Wah, like Patrick Wah? <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. That's one of the all time two first name guys, Kevin Roy. You know, Kevin, Kevin Wah. Kevin Waugh is 24th. He, you know, celebrating with his family. Everybody's very emotional. I, I would encourage you to look up that. MJ Defee gets in just one of the all-time, you know, a-holes, I guess, apparently. One of, one of the least. Least you know. likable guys. Yeah, he made it. Justin Saw, seventh. We already knew that from last week. Robbie Shelton, by the way, won uh, the event. He finished two. I think he he was the Corn Ferry Tour Player of the Year a couple of years ago. Obviously, he's you know another guy that struggled. It'd be, it's always interesting to see guys go back for a second time that are like very well regarded players. Like I think a lot of people expect a lot out of uh, out of Robbie Shelton three years ago, and now we'll yeah. go back, and it'll be interesting to see how 
how much different it goes and same you know same really for michael kim um yep you know you wonder if it, anything will change yep so the first 15 i think we're already locked up in the last 10 uh we're kind of available for movement but nothing yet now we get the kft finals three event kft finals with another 25 cards uh i don't know if that means you get I don't know. You, you, it's again, you don't get top of the line status with that. You don't get top of the line status with this. You know, Anders Albertson's going to be struggling for the Sanderson's and whatnot. Well, fall, you, but... you got to watch out for Anders Albertson slowing down fields. You know, you don't want him in that fall season when there's little little light, light. You know, little daylight. He could really, he could really cause some uh, some darkness. A little bit of a tortoise. Delays. A of a tortoise. <laughs> so you got to be careful there. All right, so we go to the KFT Finals. What, what are the better days? Uh, look, I'm not going to say the PGA Tour needed this day, but, but I I lost you there. I can't hear you. Um, I'm, ba- I'm back. You're back. We lost you I'm, there for a minute. My mic cut out, and now I'm on my computer mic. Apologies uh, for this. Well, big fine. change. Technical <laughs> big... difficulties here at the shotgun start. So, uh, that's... That's sort of the, the subhead every time. It's technical difficult. Anyways, it was a good day for Panavidra. I, I think like we tend to this 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 talking point of like Liv will never have this. Azinger had a line one liner in there about like no amount of guaranteed money could, you know, purchase what he's feeling right now. I, I'm paraphrasing. Uh but between like the KFT, like the emotion and stakes of the KFT final day. And Will Zalatoris getting a meaningful, a meaningful victory, irrespective of the money, um, was a was a good day for what the PGA Tour, uh, their structure. Now, like, does that mean it's 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 good? You know, generally speaking, holistically, no. But it was it was a strong day. I think like every time something happens, we don't need to paint it as. Uh, well, Liv is in good. Liv looks great on Saturday with this leaderboard. PGA Tour looks terrible. Like I, I think we're kind of uh, hyper reactive to that right now. Um, but it was a, uh, it was a reinforcement of playing for stakes that aren't cash. I guess would be would be the way I'd put it. So. Yeah, I think like one of the one of the issues I would say is like this day needs to kind of have its own space to breathe the corn Ferry yeah. tour final round sure. like you, you know like one of the issues with having so many tournaments is that like you know really big tournaments really big mo- this is a really big tournament for the pga tour and people that are fans of the pga tour would have interest of it but you stack it right against the fedex club playoffs and you know that's if if you're a diehard tour fan like you kind of have to choose and and it all it, it has like it actually makes an impact on on the tour's playoff because like <clears throat> this day feels a little bit more consequential than the first day of the playoffs and i think like that's that's it like their schedule just has to get better like yeah. their schedule is just a disaster yeah yeah anyways that's a solid week you're right a solid week with the tro and then the finish they got on sunday i I suppose you're feeling a little better about yourself but more names coming no doubt bubba resigned that's in news he resigned his spot which opened up four spots and chris nagel rick lamb others for the kft finals with the who knows whatever however the bylaws and machinations of membership are laid out that's what happened but uh that was it you got anything else from this sunday or monday episode all right Everyone enjoy the start to your week. 
We'll be back Wednesday, talk a little U.S. Amateur. Uh, probably the event of the week, I would guess. Maybe yeah. a BMW championship. We'll not see. the BMW. I'm sorry. It's not the, not the it's championship of the week. All right. We'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, thanks for everyone's support. Thank <laughs> you.